The new year is right around the corner, and for most people that means New Year's resolutions. Whether it's to work out more, eat better, or to generally get healthier, most people will make at least one resolution for the new year. And for some of you, that will be to quit smoking. But what if there was a way to enjoy nicotine without the smoke, spit, or odor of tobacco? Well, now you can. Break away from the pack with Nin Zero Tobacco Nicotine Pouches. Nin Zero Tobacco Nicotine Pouches are the latest innovation in nicotine technology. Made with TFN Synthetic Nicotine, Nin Pouches are available in two nicotine strengths and five signature flavors. Each primed nicotine pouch features a soft, resilient, micro-perforated paper overwrap to ensure even release and absorption of nicotine and flavor while allowing you to freely reposition for maximum comfort. As a truly 100% tobacco-free product, Nin Prime pouches are uniquely balanced from ingredients to construction in order to achieve the fullest nicotine impact, longest lasting flavor, and most satisfying mouthfeel. Nin pouches do not contain any tobacco-specific nitrosamines, which are thought to be some of the most potent carcinogens found in tobacco products. That's right, Nin pouches are tobacco-free, smoke-free, odor-free, and spit-free, and that means you can use them anywhere. They come in two strengths, three milligrams and six milligrams. Plus, they come in five delicious flavors, cinnamon, wintergreen, spearmint, cool mint, and citrus chill. With Nin, there are better ways to enjoy nicotine without tobacco. To order, visit ninpouches.com. That's N-I-I-N-P-O-U-C-H-E-S.com. Enjoy your nicotine without boundaries with Nin, the real tobacco-free nicotine pouch. Spinebuster Sports presents The Feast, hosted by Sox Sanchez. I want my sexy. I want my sexy from The Feast. Happy New Year! Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the feast, brought to you by Spinewatcher Sports. That's Dire Straight stuff, everybody. Burns is here. Hey, everyone. Kyle's here. The champ is here. <sighs> the champ. <laughs> episode 19 of the feast. Steve Eiserman episode. Kyle, don't say anything. Tony Gwynn. Okay. Johnny Unitas. All right. Juan Gonzalez. Ooh. That might be my favorite. Bernie Kosar. <sighs> <laughs> I warned him about this yesterday. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have. Depression. Welcome, everybody, to the feast. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to our podcast. A couple things before we get rolling here. Personal notes. I would like to wish my mom a happy belated birthday. Happy birthday, Mama Socks. Happy birthday, Mama also, Socks. Also, I want to wish her congratulations on her retirement. Congrats. And I want to apologize for not giving you any grandkids to occupy your time. 
And now you have all the time to listen to The Feast every Tuesday at 8 a.m. She was rocking The Feast sweatshirt yesterday. She sent me a pic. My mom just got hers. Nice. Showed it to me today. I was like, you are The Feast. Kind of. You are The Feast. Not kind of. Today's agenda. We're going to talk about some NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about some recap of college football playoffs. Kyle beat me in fantasy football, so that's freaking sweet. How by forty? How <laughs> how sweet it is to have Sony Michelle ruin your day? So, out so of all people, it was before halftime of the four o'clock games when Sox was like, "Good job picking better players than me." Like Sony Michelle, he was so angry. <laughs> Outrageous! AJ Brown, not my team no more. Mike Evans, whatever. Draft doesn't matter. Christian Some McCaffrey, <clears throat> sweet. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he banned from being a first round pick in fantasy football? No, we discussed that yesterday. Do you think McCaffrey ends up being like a top five pick next year? Man, I don't know. I it, it, here's the thing. Like, it, I think he's got to have a year off from being a top five pick. If it's me, like it's it, it. The upside is there, but the downside in my head is worse than what the upside would be if you're making a top five pick. Well, you can say that about Henry. You can say that about Barkley the last several years too, though. No, well, you can say it about Henry this year, but not. He was not hurt the before. Last several years. He was hurt literally like two years ago. So, yeah. uh, also, we're gonna have an update for the Misfits in their dart league. Ooh, Dan got a hat trick. I was told. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, three bullseyes in a row. Three oh. bullseyes and three darts. Yeah. I think that was his tenth career hat trick. I'm, I don't have my stats in front of me, so I apologize, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I don't have that information on his bio. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some Pistons and Red Wings things. Yeah. How was everybody's week? We'll start with Kyle. Kyle, you go first. Talk. Uh, pretty good. Okay, you're done. Burns, how was your week? No, I'm just kidding. Kyle, what's up? You know, just closed New Year's. It was fine. No. You know, mm. won, a, won a fantasy football championship. That's great. Yeah. Going for my second this weekend. Mm-hmm. It would be three in the last two years. Congratulations. Yeah. Burns. <laughs> uh, my week was good. It was it, it was nice to have some time off. Uh, mm. It was really nice to see a lot of friends on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, how did, was that? Did, it was actually great. Did my very, very best to just forget that there was a Michigan game on after, like, the first quarter. So... It, it it went well. How do you for hanging in for that first quarter though? Oh yeah, absolutely not. I I, I decided to start having some rumplements. Mm, yeah, like I'm 22. That's what. Yeah, yeah, before the game, mind you. Well, that was just to calm the nerves. Mm. Drew told me about that. Drew? Yeah, Drew. That's yeah. me. <laughs> Drew tweeted today. He did. I, act, I reactivated my account. Wow. Was deactivated. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah, 2000. Like 16 was the last week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. So pound, pound sign me. The, 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 you're going to be doing the tweetering? No, but pound sign me at Sox Sanchez. Sox de- deactivated his t- account once Trump became president. Ah, that was a good Probably choice. Probably what happened. <laughs> God. Sox, uh, how was your New Year's? It was good. I uh, Michigan game was frustrating. Work was fine, so I got out early. That was nice. Got to hang out with some people. And then when I was felt like I was falling asleep standing up, I snuck out. 
You did too. I did sneak out. Yeah, you didn't say bye to anybody. Hey, nope. real dick. <laughs> same same thing. Drunk Kyle used to pull. Yeah, so I was like half sober. I was just like falling yeah, asleep. It was, it well, was big, early. Well, the biggest difference is when you left, people cared. When Drunk Kyle left, that nobody gave a shit. Uh, <laughs> Burns is the only one that called me. So I don't think it was really that big of a deal. Because Burns is the only one that noticed. <laughs> it took him like an hour. <laughs> so anyone seen Andrew sneaking out? That's what I do. And I passed out. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking fucking tired. Anyway, what do we want to start with this week? I think we're going to go a little full spread. Full spread. Get the bibs on. We're full spreading. So meaty. Uh, Misfits are currently tied 3-3. It's been a very close series tonight. Where are they at tonight? Don't know. All right, first order of business, college football playoff. Mm. Bama takes down Cincinnati as a surprise to no one, and Georgia dominates Michigan as a surprise to most. Sox, what do you think? Uh, it's not, it can't be an excuse because everybody's in the same predicament, but we definitely lost momentum from the Ohio State game, from the Big Ten championship game, and having three weeks off, I... In the back of my mind, figured this might be a problem for us boring Michigan uh, way we want to play the game. Offensive play calling was, I think, just terrible. Uh, when we were in passing situations, when they're already in the backfield as it is, as, as Georgia defense, we're running play action, not giving you any extra time there. Uh, did everything the opposite of what Michigan should have done. We couldn't gain control of the line of scrimmage on offense. Uh, our offensive line looked definitely the worst it has all year. Uh, couldn't get any momentum on offense. Couldn't get any momentum on defense. Couldn't run the ball. Once he couldn't run the ball, you know, kind of put our back against the wall. Um, with that being said, can't be totally disappointed in the Michigan season because we all thought they were going to go 7-5, and 8-4. and four. Uh, I Hopefully, moving forward, this is just a turning point. Mm-hmm. That we can be, you know, a top five and top ten team every year now moving forward. Get that more of that talent in, especially in the secondary on defense, especially playmakers on the outside, uh, and then coaching those guys. I, yeah. <clears throat> Offensive play calling was the X factor for me, though. Yeah, I saw there were a lot of things that I took away from the points I could uh, see of the game was – the main things like looking back at everything today was uh, it seemed that Georgia did very good with their offensive play calling to try to take out the defensive ends, you know, a lot of rollouts uh, and the fact that McCarthy took more snaps in this game than he did any other game this season. Yeah. I think part of that was because we we're getting blown out late in the game and he came in and took a lot of snaps in the fourth quarter. Um, which not ideal. Obviously, we're getting blown out, but I mean, we got destroyed in the trenches. Which uh, that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It, it, we had to win that game in the trenches in order to have a chance because we did not have better position players, and and we knew that going in, right? We we don't have more talented corners than they have running backs. We don't have more talented linebackers than they have um, wide receivers and running backs. So it's like it, we were going to lose if we didn't win that game in the trenches and we got destroyed in the trenches. They 
they put a chip blocker on Aiden Hutchinson All day. every single play, which is what that's what you do. And we didn't adjust to it, and we and we got we got beat bad. Yeah, uh, the only thing that you know, a little bit nervous about, we do have you know a couple guys leaving. If we can refill those areas and uh, sustain that being competitive, I'll be happy. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to come out. And this is way, way, way too early. But I don't want to sit here and come out next year and throw a seven and five, eight and four season out there. Even a nine and three, we need to hit double digit wins moving forward from here on out. I mean, the, for me to be excited, 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 excited. A couple of things you guys can definitely take away from this year, though, is coming off that two and four year you guys had last year. Yeah, last year and, was disastrous. Last several years have been disastrous. Yeah, but like, it just me looking at it, like. Going from that two and four year, you know, canceling the Ohio State game because of COVID, and then coming out and you guys did work to the teams you guys needed to work this year. Well, this you guys, you guys played. You guys, you know, other than a couple of hiccups along the way of close games that I didn't like that, you know, on paper shouldn't have probably been as close as they were. You guys had a great year. You can't, you know, it's you guys you made can, the playoff. You can yeah, how many? There's been a, a dozen teams that have made the playoffs and ran into an SEC team and lost. And it's, you know, I don't know if it's just the SEC, if it's the difference between the five-star players and the three- and four-star players. Or for for Alabama, I think it's Nick, giving Nick Saban three weeks to come up with a game plan against anyone is an issue. As a Michigan fan, it's – it's been an exciting year for us because we got back to Michigan football of what we've been missing since Lloyd Carr left. We've we haven't filled that void. We tried to with Hoke. Uh, we had the Rich Rod, whatever that was, changed everything up, screwed up everything philosophy wise of what Michigan football was. Um, I just I, I hope we turn the corner and we are competitive and are a 10-win team moving forward. We know we're competitive against Ohio State. We beat Michigan. You know, those are still priorities to make Michigan football to get back to where it was back when Michigan football was winning consistently in the early 2000s, late 90s, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, 100%. And it's okay to separate the the two seasons here, right? It's, it's okay to say, hey, we had an amazing season where we beat Ohio State. We won a Big Ten championship. And that's fantastic. You can't take that away. Right, exactly. Yeah. And 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 if if you want to say it's a disappointment because we lost in the playoffs, sure. But it does not at all take away from the season that we had. And, you know, looking into next year too, it's it's like I'm excited to see it's gonna be a quarterback battle. And I'm excited to see that because I think JJ McCarthy, going back to what we just talked about, is probably is the lead dog to take the role next year. And Edwards is going to be something else out of the backfield. You get start getting playmakers on the outside like Michigan football's had Michigan football years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that, to that in that to that game, yeah, Georgia was probably going to dominate the whole game. But that first drive where we had that tight end drop, a couple passes, really like <laughs> like it really it sucked us out hard. I yep. was I was more blown away by Georgia just taking that first drive and that first drive too, hundred percent, just driving down but, and getting a touchdown on that first. But drive. I was too. I, but on that on that trying to make a statement back, you know, you dropped two passes that were first down catches. Like, yep. here we oh, go. Sure, like yeah. you, Burns and I looked at each other. Like, here we go. Right. Yeah. It was. It, you know, it, 
it's okay to take the punch as long as you punch back. Yeah. But you, it, when you don't punch back at all, uh, I will say we won the second half. So, you know. <laughs> Next. <laughs> we'll leave it on that. Uh, Chris Burns lo- always looking at the bright side of things. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had more snaps. Yeah, we Eight to seven. Misfits are at Knob, <laughs> Misfits are at Knob Hill tonight. Ooh, Knob Hill, Ooh. the classiest of the dart. They just won. They're leading four to three, and they closed all the bullseyes on cricket. Good for good for misfits. You know, throwing darts at one of the finer Kalamazoo establishments tonight. Hey, best freaking AM bar in the world, baby. Oh, I that, also I have played in a dart league that was at Knob Hill every now and then. Yeah, uh, it was also at the sports forum before that. Burned I think out we were was... in that same dart league. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I I think I remember when you guys were in that dart. Yeah, league. it was a good time. All right, next, NFL playoff race. (laughs) (laughs) NFC, Green Bay clinches the top spot, and then we have two teams vying for one spot in the playoffs. San Francisco win against the Rams, and they're in, and the Saints win in a San Francisco loss against Atlanta. Do you want to go, or do you want me to go? Because I think we we have differing opinions. I think San Francisco's going to be fine. I don't think the Saints are going to make it. I think I differ. I think because the Rams are still vying for San Francisco's won five in a row against the Rams. No, I know, but they're still vying for a division or a division championship. So it's not like they're going to sit everybody. And they don't that game's in, that game's in LA too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and we'll see. I mean, Matt Stafford has not looked good the last couple of weeks, but they keep finding a way to win. So defense. Yeah. And that's what they, that's what they need to at least keep them pushing along. It's going to come down to defenses. A team that really looks in trouble in the NFC. Dallas. They're, they're a shit show all year. Oh, they play in the week. They're so inconsistent. They laid an egg uh, for sure on Sunday. And what's crazy is going into that game this, this week, I was, I, I kind of thought they were a dark horse mm-hmm. NFC championship candidate, and mm-hmm. it's hard to feel that way after Until Jerry after Jones shuts game. his mouth, I don't ever see them being a contender because well, they, I feel like he just ruins things for them mentally. They lost Gallup, even though it's not a right. huge loss. Yeah. They, Cedric Wilson's been playing good all season. But, but this whole thing with Dak, though, with uh, we're not going to pay him, then he got hurt, and now he's my, my baby, and then, oh, he's not slumping. He's, uh, oh, fuck off. I think, I, mean, it's a, I think it's a mental fuck for him, just I mean, personally. I mean, I agree because I can't stand the Cowboys. I, I, no. Yeah, no, and that's probably either. part of it. That's probably a stupid reasoning, but I, I think that – I don't know. I think that goes a long way in my bed. I'm pretty sure that San Diego burned last night when Green Bay beat Minnesota and Philadelphia officially clinched the playoff spot. Yeah, I told you. I'm sure Called it. Liz Vaughn was just lighting shit on fire <laughs> in San Diego. Couches burning everywhere. Very interesting team. They are an interesting team. They're it, they're like the usual Lions teams that make the playoffs. So well, and it, with Jalen Hurts, <laughs> I feel like, it, and Devontae Smith, that's a team that, if Jalen Hurts is on, can beat most teams on any given day. Um, and that team's built for, or at least on offense, built for what you want in a playoff. Yeah, they, they are. Led the, they led the but, league in rushing. Yeah, right, a team that pounds right. the fucking right. ball down. But your they throat. could also lose to yeah. The worst teams in the NFL at any. It's point like they, they put up just, they put up twenty eight so points or they put up ten. Right. You mean those top tier running backs they have like Ken Gainwell and yes. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Yep. 
who can't stay healthy. No, ever. Well, that does it for the NFC. Mm. If you had to pick today, who do you think is coming out of the NFC, Sox? Mm, out of, like, for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Rams. Burns. Packers. Yeah, I I tend to lean Green Bay's way, you know, because I'm a fan. What? I know, it's crazy. We've never discussed but that. But the one thing that I'm worried about with the Packers, as being a Packers fan, is there's been a lot of games, not yesterday's game, but a couple the last couple of weeks before that, that Rodgers was bailing out that defense when that defense was not having top tier, top-notch games. He's been doing that his whole career. Yeah, I think it – I think that he's the – I mean, he is playing maybe – the best football of his career this year. It's it's really close. I mean, he's going to win the MVP. It's crazy. And it's it, so I'm just not I'm I'm not going to bet against him. I I think if the, he goes up against they're going to get the one seed and already got it. it right, exactly. So and you're you're telling me that Stafford's going to go to Green Bay in the cold and tell me any of those quarterbacks. Like, I don't I don't Hertz think so. might be the only quarterback that is even used to playing in the yeah, cold. And, yeah, and there's it well in it, yeah, it, oh, now, but he played in Bama his whole life before oh, that, you know. Sure. Um so man, I I don't know. I I think it's tough for anyone to go to Green Bay and beat them. It's going to be in interesting, Lambeau. that's for sure, but then that moves us to the AFC. Two spots open. The number 1 seed for the AFC is still open with something like I think four teams technically can buy for it. And we'll have the Chargers versus the Raiders Sunday night winning in on that game. Unless for some reason the Jaguars can beat the Colts and then it's tie and both teams are in on that game as Statboy Burns pointed out would, before we started recording. There's no possible way that they would just down the ball the whole game, right? No. No way. Because you're division rivals, you want to put the other team out of their misery. Right, Roger, right. Roger Goodell yeah. will oh, find no, but oh, if, if it wasn't a rival game, maybe different, but it's the Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah. And you want the other team not to be there? Yeah, and... You would think? And oh. Yeah, and for the one seed, the, the Titans just have to beat the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. To secure the one seed? Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, think about uh, the fact that what, what the Titans have done since losing Derrick Henry. Right. Just... Play, like, well, they went through. They went through a couple game rough stretch, and then all of a sudden they just caught fire. And but the AFC has been so crazy because you've had everybody losing to everybody. Like it's such a jumble. Like it is. It's hard to see who's going to come out of there. Um, I do we talk about Mark Mike Vrabel for coach of the year? That's um, not a bad idea at all. I mean, I think the floor is probably going to win it, right? Because sure. third straight season with twelve plus wins, Kingsbury. Kingsbury's not terrible. Yeah. Even uh, Sirianni no. isn't a bad idea. But I still lean almost Colts in the AFC because if you if Jonathan Taylor can get going in that offensive line, it, which is one of the best in football, can get moving, that's what you need. But I also, but I also look at the Patriots because I've been talking about the Patriots since – Week six, I I lean. I think I lean a, a Chiefs Bills AFC championship. I'm going game. Buffalo. You're going Buffalo. I, f- I have a weird feeling Josh Allen's about to be nuts. You know, I based I, on his I, game I, yesterday. I dug out some of my Josh Allen autographed rookie cards today to uh, take a look at the values, and that made me 
Oh, so horny baby. Tight pants. So uh, tight pants. Yeah. Did you watch yeah. my fancy pants video? Fancy pants. <laughs> so great. Well, I did day. enjoy. I did enjoy. No, you sent me uh, the swimming video. Yeah, well, fancy pants. Is that at the end of it? Because I watched that entire thing. What, what video I sent you? The Phelps Forte video is what you. Yeah, you that's what he does. Fancy pants at the end of that. Oh, okay. I missed that then. Way to watch it all the way through, Kyle. Kyle did not watch it all the way through. Newsflash: Kyle did not watch the video. It did make all the way laugh. through. That, 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 oh, whatever. What so else are you, are you spreading? Are you, are you finally giving up on the Raven socks? Yeah. Well, when you made that comment yesterday, Kyle came over and watched football with us and rubbing this championship. I did not rub a championship until you got in here. Um, <laughs> I didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> he was like, you know, Huntley would be a quarterback that the Lions should go after. And I said, no. Were you trolling? Yeah. I just figured as somebody as a bridge quarterback to the next no. draft pick. It, Jared Goff is their bridge quarterback to We're, the next draft pick. Uh, unfortunately. Oh, no, I mean, I, it, it, they, anyway, they got one more year they have to pay him. Back, back, back to the Ravens. Him. You know, good for John Harbaugh for sticking it out with all the injuries that he's had this year. He's gone through 14 running backs. Lamar Jackson had an ankle injury at the worst possible vibe of all these weird AFC teams getting hot like Cincinnati and – Indianapolis, like they're getting hot, and then Baltimore kind of steamed off. They're doing what they can do. Uh, I think they have like a 6% chance of making it, obviously. There goes my Super Bowl pick. Well, my I picked the 49ers, but uh, for the AFC, you know, things. that's how it goes. That extra week. I tend to think the 49ers, I'm with you. I tend to think that they're, they're the, the, ugh. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't think I, the Saints are not good, but Atlanta's not yeah, gooder. But the, Saints, but the Saints play good defense and have a team that yeah, yeah. So does Four Niners. And Matt yeah. Stafford's been struggling, and they've beaten the Rams five times in a row. And they're a veteran team. And Kyle Shanahan makes it figures out stuff. I have faith. And then next week, you guys can fucking slam me for when they don't make the fucking playoffs. <laughs> Next. That's not what this is about. It's yes, about it is. Yes, it is. It's about, it's about, it's about <laughs> self-confidence. And discussing things. Nope. I can't wait for this playoff scenario to lock in. All right. So we're going to dive into a little bit of the ridiculous with Antonio Brown exiting the Tampa Bay New York Jets game in the third quarter after being asked, reportedly being asked to go back in the game and saying he was too injured to do so. So – there's 18 reports out there what really happened, right? Yes. So until we know, we don't know. That's why I said report. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say first thing, if it's a mental health issue, you know, I hope people support him moving forward. However, if it's a mental health issue, where, where has it been the last five weeks? Uh, based on him being his past of what he's done since 2017, you know, there's, it's not like the first time he's done a disruption to his team, and it's not the first time where he hasn't been selfish. I think – those are selfish moves. Now there's reports that uh, Bruce Arians didn't know he was hurt. However, on fantasy football now, they reported that he tweaked his ankle that week, so how did he not know he wasn't hurt? He didn't practice. Exactly. Yes. You know. Then there's a report that there was the whole bonus for catching balls or whatever it was, or yards. And then there was, the, what was the McAfee report? Um, there's another one out there that's like, whatever the report is, like I said, if it's a mental health issue, I hope he gets, I hope he seeks health. The McAfee, the 
the other report I've heard was that he was upset that the team didn't stick by him. Yes, yes, hundred percent. That's what it was. Which no, that's that's the ego. That's the ego issue. Yeah, you fucked up. Why would your team back something that is disruptive to the team? And no, that's stupid. It's not just I, just because team. you just because you're an elite athlete doesn't give you the right to do whatever you want, and then it's supposed to gain support from your peers. That's not how. That's a team game. It's not an individual game. It's a team game. Now, props for Brady and Bell and all these guys sticking up, saying that, you know, hopefully he seeks help and all that stuff. But if that's the case, he should be seeing a therapist every week or a psychiatrist every week based on what has happened the last five years with him. Yeah, if, if that's an if that's an issue, there's a hundred percent a track record of. But but where where's what what now he has to seek help? He should be getting help anyway. Yeah, team doctors shouldn't just be about. The they, should, they shouldn't be reactionary when it's like this for the last five years. Down. So now, with that being said, we don't know what really happened. However, I just think he's a selfish player. I think whether it was he didn't want to go in the game because his ankle or the money thing. Tom Brady would have hooked him up with the money thing. I don't think that would be an issue because they did it to him last year. I don't see Arians being that guy. No, I don't think I. It's hard to look at an NFL team and think that they're going to drop somebody just because if they make a couple catches that they're going to get a million dollar bonus because then you lose credibility to all other players in the future trying to come to that team. But to to what Ryan Clark said earlier, this I think this morning or this afternoon or whatnot, he, you know, Antonio Brown's been this type of player since he came in the league. You know, since that whole thing started spiraling out of control in Pittsburgh about being him and him and him. It's a team game. So, yeah, see ya. Now, like I said, if it's a mental issue, it should have been. It should already been addressed. He should be seeing somebody altogether. He should. That's why I don't think it's a mental issue. I just think it's selfish. It's so I, – I, t- I have a tough time with this one because someone wants to – or has to want to seek help for something like that, right? Like, they have to understand and they have to yeah, think – Yeah, but they have the to NFL is a grown freaking business that has so many resources. Oh, 100%. But if he just refuses to go, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not a mental health issue, but if he refuses to handle it – He's got a track record for the last four years, though. Right. Well, I mean, and it's the same are thing. They all not, could they all not be intertwined to the same issue that may be going on? The same discussion people could have about Josh Gordon and how many times he has, you know, failed the drug test and mm-hmm. just different, you know, I like I. But but if you're if you're Brady and Bell saying, oh, you know, hopefully he can seek help. You should have been doing that already if he needed to seek help. And maybe they were. Is. We have no, no idea. That's fair. And maybe they were. That's, yeah, and that's what I'm you saying. Know? But if they weren't doing that, I don't see it being a mental issue. I see him being selfish. He's been he'd been living with Brady for a while. Right. Yeah. And, and if, so, if, you know, you would. Obviously, the help's available to him if he wants it. The question is, does he want it? Does he think there's a problem? If he doesn't, then there it could be a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of selfishness and a little bit of some mental help issues. Selfish. Yeah, I tend to agree with you too, Sox, about if it is a mental health issue, I hope he does get his help. Yeah, but 100%. It, but if it's not, I'd expect nothing less from a person that went to Central Michigan University. <laughs> Yeah, and they showed his photo of that too. He looked normal then. I almost, I almost actually sent that out on the Spinebuster Sports Facebook page yeah. just so we could talk about it. Now I just would know. I, I personally, and like I said, we all don't know. We can sit here and talk and speculate. I'm not trying to obviously start rumors because that's how my rumors are going to start anyway. But just how he, how he has acted as. A, 
he's I just think he's a selfish ball player. I I think he's a selfish wide receiver. I think he's all about making himself better, him, 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 and then the team is secondary. And I th- I don't know. I think the saddest thing about all this is we watched his NFL career end yesterday because who else is going to give him a shot? Yeah, it's he, he's not playing another snap. Yeah. So that until was they it. figure out until these reports come come out there. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. If we find out that he told them I was hurt or, and I couldn't play because I was hurt and they said roll out then, then we're talking about a whole different situation here, right? Well, that's the worst thing about this whole thing is like my man was sending out cameos today. I saw talking that. about Ben Roethlisberger and like you know, Steve Maybe he plays for the Steelers next year. I pff, yeah, with my- yeah, because Tomlin will put up with that. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, gentlemen. The next big piece of discussion from the last weekend were remarks that Kirk Herbstreit made. Herbstreit made about college football players nowadays and their lack of love for football because they were opting out of bowl games. And then we follow that up with seeing uh, a person projected to go in the first round of this next draft, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, getting injured as in his last bowl game. And there's been a lot of talk about it, and I kind of just wanted to throw it around and see what you guys thought. I think that anyone to have an opinion – of what someone's decision is to do that, I think is ridiculous. I think that if a kid wants to play and gets hurt, that's his decision. He's He knows that there's a chance to get hurt when he decides to play that game. But if he wants to play with his team, why is someone criticizing on that side of things, saying, oh, he shouldn't have played because he can go make this money? Well, he knows full well what he's doing. And if he wants to play with his team, that's great. And – that is his decision, and that's what it should be. And on the flip side of that, if someone decides to sit out and not play because they don't want to risk injuring themselves when they might be a top 10 pick or a top 15 pick or whatever it is, and they choose to opt out, there shouldn't be anyone lashing back at them on that side either because, again, that's their decision. They've fulfilled their obligation to their um, scholarship at that point. This is an extra game. It's not part of the regular season. If you want to sit out, sit out. I'm all for doing whatever you think is right as a player, whatever is the best decision for you. That's what you should do. Yeah. It's comical at best uh, in my mind to watch someone like Herb street talk about how players don't love football when these universities and NCAA itself would be making millions of and millions and millions and millions of dollars off players for like the last 40 years. And up until the last year, no one has gotten been able to profit off of it. And for these players to understand that their bodies are an investment and to hold themselves out of a bowl game, to go into the draft, to make millions of dollars. And for a lot of these players, it's a it's a game changer for them getting drafted in the NFL. It's a game changer for them. It's a game changer for their family. And I think it's extremely comical for a, for Manny's boy, Kirk Street to go on TV and say that these players do not love the game of football socks. I'm torn. Um, however, at the end of the day, it's not our decision. It's always going to be the player's decision. And it should be at this point, because now it's a thing. 
I lean more on the side of playing the game because the personality trait, I feel like, you know, you've been part of that team for whether it's two, three, four years, and then suddenly you're not bailing because I understand you're looking out for yourself, and I understand there's money involved, and I understand and all that investment stuff, but at the same time, as you're still scouting a player, there's still intangibles. I feel like that's a huge intangible to be a team player and show up to your team, especially especially when you're a quarterback, in my opinion. Um, now, with the Ole Miss quarterback, yeah, that stings a little bit. But, you know, if he is that top-tier prospect or a first-round pick, you know, he, he's going to have time to make up and show what he can do. Yeah, a sprained angle isn't going to drop him. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? And, yeah, you're always, whatever you go to the combine, you do this, you do that, there's always potential for you to get hurt. Yeah. So I, I lean more on the man – Especially if you're like a senior, like I, I want to, I, I would like to go play with my team. I, we got them this far, whether whatever bowl game it is, whether you're a f- six and five team, and you're still first round, Malik, whatever his name played for Liberty and it, against Eastern Michigan. I just think, I just think it shows a little bit more character doing that. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do because I understand that there is an investment if you do get hurt and you can even if you drop five slots, there's you know there goes ten million dollars. I understand that. But as an intangible, as a character thing, I mean, we're always talking about looking for characters. I th- I don't know, but my opinion. Yeah, I, and I see. I and, see. And there's no side. wrong or right answer because no, you got to no, take care of yourself. Wrong, right, there isn't a right. wrong or right answer on this one. Yeah, I, I see that side too. But it, you know, you never know too. Like this could be it could be a guy who, you know, maybe comes from from nothing and is slated to be a top ten pick. It, are you going to judge that kid's character no. because he tries to see, he wants to sit out that game Not and go all. take care of his whole? Not at all. Family? But we all we all play the game of being a fantasy GM in life, right? If it was yeah. if it was up to my you know my brain, I would look more towards the guys who are playing the game because they want to be there for the team more than the guys trying to get, no. make an extra ten mil. And just my just my if I was looking and, at talent, and that's and that's a fair statement, just as well. Like I you know. I understand why you say that. Yeah, but I but, at the same time, like you know, you got to take care of you, and I totally get that. Yeah, the more guys that we see, high profile guys that we see get hurt in these games, the more we're obviously going to see Go the opposite to sit out right. more. Yeah, Jay, um, the Jalen Smith injury started a lot. Right, of this. absolutely. Like, He's never the same player. No, never the same player. And um, the fact that he went in the second round was right. amazing at that. Right, um, but. It, you know, if you want to combat that a little bit and maybe get this to not happen quite as much, um, expand the playoff because kids will want to play in those playoff games. Well, and I think and expanding the playoff does so many different things because it also kind of puts – it's going to put these coaches like Nick Saban – on a little bit more of a hot seat. They're not going to have three weeks to prepare for somebody. If they hundred percent. And I, I, that idea sells me more on the playoff than anything. Right. That, yeah. hundred, that, that's a great point that I had never really thought of. Um, but it, it does so many things. It, it makes them, it makes the NCAA more money, which that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So how many teams uh, are we talking? Eight, 16? Eight, I, I think eight, I think eight's a perfect number. And, and if it were, I like, if, if it were me, I would do, your five power five conference champions. I would get rid of you. And first of all, you get rid of conference championship games at this point, right? <laughs> so it's regular season champion. You you don't because you're you're adding more games. So that game's gone. 
And that just ruined the whole Notre Dame bullshit. It just it just made me laugh because it would have been Notre Dame versus Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the so, winner, but the winner would have faced Alabama. So. Yeah. Um. I I think that you at that point. So I think you do the five conference champions. I think you do the highest ranked group of five team, like a Cincinnati. It would have been. Um. And then you do two at large bids. So. Whether you do it, you know, if you have a committee that ranks them and it's the next two highest ranked teams that didn't win their conference, how, whatever whatever your criteria is, I think you have a, a selection committee and they choose whoever those last two teams are and they seed everybody one through eight. Money for nothing, chicks for free. Money for nothing and the chicks for free. Oh, did I ruin your momentum on that awesome <laughs> speech you gave? I'm sorry. No, I, I think eight teams is good. I think that's a good philosophy. I don't know about the conference game, championship games. I get because it's an extra game, but I still think I don't think you can give up on that. I'm I'm pretty sure that's that essentially that, a playoff game anyway. I'm pretty sure that that's the talk that, yeah, that make, it, I mean, that that when, make when sense. they expand that that they're going to be gone. Oh, the conference championship yeah, games will be gone. Yeah. It, that's just it's December just, to remember, Kyle. January. I know. December <laughs> to remember. December to dismember. Mm. Well, that does it for this week's full spread. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Yay. Sox finished a whole coffee during full spread tonight. <laughs> I did. <laughs> butt cheeks are going to full spread. Most likely. Make it clap. Clap, 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 clap. I have nothing for we'll that. Be, we'll be right back with Talk to the Hand up next. We're going to talk to the Hand. We're going to talk about some Pistons. I do got some. I did watch the Pistons game, so I do have some I, some exciting input. Because that spread was a full spread. That was a full spread. We're, I'm pretty spanked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with Talk to the Hand. Love you, Mom. Hi there. Ever think, hey, why do certain days have certain nicknames? Like Wednesday being hump day and Friday. And Sunday fun day. And even Monday has the case of the Mondays. Ever think, well, what about Tuesdays? Hi, I'm Sox Sanchez, host of The Feast. Tuesdays can suck, but they don't have to. Every 8 a.m. we drop our podcast called The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. Talk about Michigan sports, a little bit of comedy. We throw some poetry in there as well. So after you drop the kids off at the school, or maybe when you're doing your hair and makeup, maybe even doing your poop routine, give us a listen. Grab a cup of coffee. I just want to warn you, you might piss your pants because we're awfully, awfully hilarious. So every Tuesday, listen to us on all major platforms. The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Feasting from Spinebuster Sports. We'll be talking to the hand in just a second. What we got coming up next week? Ooh, next week. Where'd my chi-chi go? Uh, it's over there. It looks like January 10th. We're going to talk. Oh, well, playoffs for that. Yeah, NFL playoffs, end of season awards. Ooh, we're going to give out some awards. Yeah. Uh, I like, know baseball's around the corner, you said. 40 games till spring training, or 40 days. 40 days till pitchers and catchers report. And 40 nights. Yeah. <laughs> Do they even agree on terms talk yet? I to you right now. <laughs> Do they agree on terms? Javi? No. Baseball? Oh, no. Great. No. Okay. Perfect. So we're on a roll there. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about some NASCAR Daytona 500 preview coming up. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Tur- turn and left. Turn and left. They're all turning right. They're all turning right. Ah, but next skid marks with Chris Burns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yep. country music <laughs> every day. Oh, you ruined oh, it. I meant to, I, I meant to ask you, what is your current favorite country song? Ooh. Who's directing the show? <laughs> the same um, guy who's been doing it every week. So I've been listening to a lot of Eric Church because I'm going to the Eric Church concert on January 21st. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was good. I wish I wish we had. Video we just cleared out right the room. Now. Cleared out the room. Um, cleared the talent. So Eric Church is bro. Come on, you can't anything, even deny that any, he's super legit. Anything, he's, anything other than Wheeler Walker Jr. will not be accepted. Okay. Well, I've also seen him in concert. So bam, that was actually that was really fun. Um, but. No, Eric Church is like he's like a bluegrass like type of country. He's he's really he's really fucking good. And from what I understand, he puts on a great live show. I'm actually really excited. I like about how him. he's like being defensive and looking me straight in the eyes, and I'm not looking at him. I can feel him like looking at. Yeah, me. it's not going to stop anytime soon. Oh <sighs> god, boy! Hey, we're gonna do a poetry corner later Ooh, yeah. too. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't. I was gonna send you songs for uh, what the poetry corner should be. Oh, well, I already got. I already got like twenty eight. Names on the list. Green, take, take yeah, I can send you some Green. Eric Church lyrics. You can go the fuck home too, Burns. <laughs> well, I, got, I got a good one because it's somebody that we we we've all danced like in from the music video. Green and yellow, green and yellow. No, it's yellow, actually it's yellow. it's not a rap song this week. We're switching it up. Ooh, I yeah. like this. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, she drives me crazy. <laughs> and I can't help myself. It's not that. I know what it is. <laughs> it's not that, though. No, but I know what it is. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know the song I'm choosing. No, you don't. You said we've all danced like a video? Yeah. I have a pretty good idea. Tell me. I want to know. Guess. Cherry, cherry nope. lady. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Talk to the hand. Hit the music. Go. It's raining men. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Oh, talk to the hand. Brought to you by the feast. Brought to you by Spy Motors Plus. Beat Sports. I didn't know you started. Welcome back to the feast. Brought to you by Spine Motors Sports. This is Talk to the Hand, where we talk about Michigan sports. If you did not know, this is episode nineteen. We're Feezy, Burnsy, Soxy, and Bernie Kosar. Fucking, I'm gonna leave again. <laughs> Go. What do we got, Kyle? <laughs> Red Wings this week, Friday. Yeah, lost to the Capitals three to one. Suter with the goal. Gagne and Nemestikov with assists. Gagne, Gagne, Namastinkov. You're doing real well. I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thoughts? Ah, uh, man, we just came back from COVID. It's right. This is always the weirdest. Any year, even if we were a competitive playoff team, this stretch from like January through February has always been like our demise in Red Wing hockey. I like at the end of the day, just continue to grow. Looks like Joe Valeno might get some power play time moving forward, so maybe that will help uh, his progression. Yeah. Then we played Boston. Then we played Boston Sunday. Too. Lost five to one. Yeah. Bertuzzi scores. Larkin and DeKaiser with the assists. Yeah. Lack of defensive coverage. Lack of. Opportune scoring ability, uh, scoring opportunities. We were on the power play. It seemed like a lot. Didn't really capitalize. Once again, our special teams is going to make or break you in the NHL. And when you're in the bottom third of the league, it's not going to 
do much for you. Thankfully, five-on-five five play has been better for us this year, and that's a good way to start because you're mostly five-on-five. Five, but special teams, you got to get better. Yeah, every week when I do the outline for the show and I start reading up on my Red Wing stuff from the last week and whatnot – same name keeps popping up. I keep finding an article within the last Cider. week about Cider. He's a, he's a G, man. Um, Dylan Larkin, you know, talk about five on five. I think he's actually like seventh in the league in five on five goals with like whatever, 11 or 12. or. Anyway, core pukes are there. Now it's just tweaking and, um, you know, better paint job, you know, up that motor a little bit, maybe get some bigger tires. Rev the engine. Rev the engine. Maybe put it in the fifth gear. Maybe get a six-speed. Maybe get a G6. Fly. Get, maybe get an Altima. What did you have? A Sentra? Maybe I did have a Sentra. Yes, yeah, you did. What about I a did have a Sentra. Pow, pow, power wheel? I love my pow, pow, power wheel. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> well. Yeah, rough week. I know. Uh, tonight we got the yeah. Sharks coming to Detroit. Thursday, Detroit is at Anaheim against the Ducks, and then Saturday the Red Wings are in L.A. versus the Kings. And the disappointment, too, you know, we've had all these draft picks the last several years. Uh, the prospect tournament got uh, shut down, the World Junior Tournament. You know, we had, I think, six, seven, eight prospects playing in that tournament that were going to be the next guys coming up, and we were looking forward to kind of seeing those guys. And it kind of stings a little bit for the national, for us as Detroit fans, you know, there are a lot of them are overseas. It was good to watch some of those guys play, and that's kind of disappointing uh, with the whole COVID thing going around. So it's been a tough, tough, hard to get around when you're a rebuilding team in any sport right now because of COVID and reps, and it just kind of sucks. But Stevie Y is the G, so I ain't scared. That's right. Yep. All right, on to D. 19. Episode 19, Stevie Y. The Stevie Y episode. Hell yeah. On to Detroit Pistons. Wednesday, the Pistons lose to the Knicks, 94-85. Sadiq Bay scores 32, nine rebounds. Diallo chimes in with 31. Yeah. We'll go to the next game. We'll talk a little bit. Diallo. And, and then Saturday, the Pistons avenged their 35-point loss last week. In overtime. In overtime. Their, their regulation loss. I told somebody about that line from you, Birds, and how it was the funniest thing that was said on the show last week. 35-point <laughs> You mean they didn't go to overtime? Uh, the Pistons avenge it in overtime. They beat the Spurs 117-116. to 116. Diallo scores 34, 14 rebounds. Bay goes 21, 17 rebounds. And Luca Garza with 20 points and 14 rebounds. Freaking cinder blocks. And then right now, the Pistons are currently playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Diallo. So a lot of people of our are out. You know, Hayes is out, Cunningham's out, Jackson's been out, other Jackson's been out, Joseph's been out. Diallo's kind of been riding the pine a little bit. Now he's now he did take thirty four shots or thirty two shots. However, he so many shots, but he needed to take shots because who else are you going to take shots? And if you watch the game, his defensive energy was sexy. His offensive energy was sexy. His mid range gate mid range game was sexy. And Pistons are winning by three right now. That's sexy. Um, when all when we get all these pieces back, I think Diallo should be a big part of your bench and start moving forward from Josh Jackson, from Corey Joseph. We got to start. I, I don't like that we're playing 11 guys a night. I'd rather play nine. And I think he can bring huge energy off the bench. Once we start getting the 
the, you know, our train running. Play play guys that might be a part of your future, right? Well, that's what like, we got them right, last exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, Corey Joseph's not your future. See ya. And Josh Jackson's not your future. So bye. So maybe Diallo can be. And so why not get him as much? We've, we've seen this from guys in the past that come out of nowhere and take it huge advantage of an opportunity, right? We saw Jeremy Lin. Yep. We saw it from Emmanuel Quickly last year for the Knicks. Yep. Um, you know, we've seen this happen before. And when you've got a guy that's willing to step up and that steps up like that when his when his number is called, that's somebody that you need to keep around, keep in your rotation, and try to make a piece moving forward. And has a high ceiling, a higher ceiling. You know, he's still raw. And you watch him play and you're like, whoa, but he's athletic as crap. His block on whoever it was last or was last night or yesterday or Saturday was freaking awesome. His energy on defensive end, I like that too. It's not just offensive energy, you know, hopping around everywhere. His defense really kind of impressed me with the team that we have. You know, and Sneak Bay's still shooting him out of control. I mean, good for him for making that three the other night. He stepped up too, and I like that too, that he's relying on himself to be the number one option and not being scared away from it. If he could just start hitting shots, he'd be something else. But his well, defensive play has been good, and his rebound has been great. Yeah, and and as we get closer to the trade deadline, I think we're going to start to see – more of what this roster will look like for the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, some of those guys that we just talked about might be might be gone in trades. Well, well, and um, the big one being Jeremy Grant, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, who a lot of chatter about the Bulls recently. Bulls, um, Lakers, and oh, Jazz. That was one who I was thinking, but keep talking. I'll think of it. Yeah. Um, those Boston. are the, those are the big ones that okay, those are the big ones that I saw. But the the one that and I mean coming from a Bulls fan, but the one that sounds like it makes the most sense to me for both parties for both parties is something with the Bulls. The Pistons were very high on Patrick Williams and thought that he was going to drop to them when he got drafted number four by the Bulls. Um, if you can find a deal where it's you know a Patrick Williams. Uh, Derek Jones well, would for be in, it, it, for contract sake um, to match up the money, and then the Bulls' first rounder next year to for, protect it uh, from uh, Portland. For, right, exactly. Then, uh, well, I don't know if they'll get that and Patrick Williams. I think they'll probably get just the Bull. Uh, we'll see. I don't know, but I, I think the Pistons are going to want a first round pick, regardless. Right, and 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 a talent and a right, prospect, which they which they would get if they got the Bulls' first round pick and Patrick Williams. Yep. Um, you know, Patrick. It, Patrick Williams is a better fit for the Pistons than he is for the Bulls because the Bulls are in win-now mode, and Jeremy Grant can be a huge part of that. Um, and the Pistons are in win-later mode. And you would rather have Patrick Williams in win-later mode than you would Jeremy Grant. It, it kind of depends on what we're doing with the roster because I would like Sadiq Bay to be in the four. Just play small ball? Yeah, I would. I don't like him at the three. I would like to have – who am I thinking to be the three? I don't, I don't know. Chet. Oh, yeah, well, Chet would be my four. <laughs> I guess Sadiq <laughs> maybe three, right? Right, right. Uh, you okay, but I'd be okay with Patrick Williams because I think he's a hell of a prospect. You get a first. You get Jones for money. I think that's okay. I think what it will actually go is the Bulls want to keep Williams somehow. Yeah, and we'll they get, might. And, we'll get, and then Kobe White. Kobe White, yeah. Derek Jones, Bradley in a right. first. Yeah. Um, I would, as a Bulls fan – Please, yeah. I I personally would want to go the Boston route because we'd be getting Marcus Smart and part of that. 
Uh, we could be getting Langford, and I can't remember who, oh, first round pick somewhere. Okay, and then flipping Smart somewhere else. And still I was going to say when you said Marcus Smart, it, that's a player that doesn't make sense to bring back unless you're going to flip him because he's not going to be a part of your future. No, I, I wouldn't be a bad part for how hard he plays. Right, but for he, role model esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're not going to pay him. But well, yeah. Well, what well, he wants well, to get paid? Well, he's already he's got three years left. Oh, okay. All right. So, but I think you'd turn and burn him anyway. Yeah. But I love Marcus Smart. I would like. I would love to have him. Yeah. But one of those guys where you love to have him on your team and you absolutely hate playing fucking, against him. I love him. Yeah. I love. He's my every part about his defensive game. Being a six five longer guard. Yeah. I, I love Marcus the AJ Pearson. Love him, NBA. Kyle. Kyle, you are you still? Are you sleeping? Yeah, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sweaty. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's the coffee. So it's the coffee. That's a lot of things. Well. <laughs> Like we said, the Pistons are currently beating oh, back, the Bucks. I'm sorry, Kyle. I got one more point to make. Okay. Part of the roster transformation going forward after this whole COVID thing and uh, the trade deadline, keep an eye on Derek Walton Jr. being a Piston. He's had an impressive couple games, um, impressive 10 days so far. And if you get rid of Joseph, like, like give him a chance. Like you said, we yeah. don't need Joseph. I like Frank Jackson, but I still don't. Bye. Okay. Perfect. High five. The Pistons are currently beating the Bucks. What about the Detroit Vipers? 79 78. Are they still around? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Were they in the demolition of the Palace? No. Yeah, pretty much. Wednesday, Pistons are at the Hornets Thursday. They go back to back, and the Pistons are at the He's Grizzlies. Saturday, it's the Battle of the Basement. Magic at, in Detroit against the Pistons. Franzi. And then Monday, Utah Jazz visit Detroit. Yeah, I figured you'd be pretty excited about DJ Jazzy Jeff Wagner coming in. Franz, he should get some more consideration from for rookie of the year than he is. Yeah, I agree. He started off real slow though. He did. He did. He's been high the last Mo- month and a half. Evan Mobley's been fire all yeah. year. That's another team to watch out for. There's been yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the trade deadline brings to some of these teams. A lot of talent switching teams. A lot of prospect talent switching teams. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Prospects. Prospects. Switching teams. Fresh starts. Fresh starts. New. New. New teams. Spe- speaking of fresh starts, oh, okay. the Detroit Lions lost to the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks yesterday, 51-29. to 29. It's The a only, bright, only bright spot was Amon Ross St. Brown. Eight receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, Russell Wilson went apeshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on your fancy team. Oh, was he? You <laughs> hey, Chris Burns, you know who else was on my fancy team? Who? Ian Book's a champion now, Chris Burns. Oh, yeah, Kyle's like, I, I I saw that he picked up Ian Book. And he, I was like, why? I was like, so he could be a champion like Darko is what I said. It really was your only reason for picking him up, wasn't it? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, he wasn't going to get one in Notre Dame, I so spent, might as well get one in your I fantasy I spent team. three days trying to decide what player I would pick up that might possibly be able to, like, Next year I'm looking for block Jake socks from something. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to pick up Ian Book. I almost picked up Deshaun Kaiser, but. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Birds, I had four quarterbacks on my team yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah, but that doesn't win. matter. No, doesn't That's matter. neither here nor there. Uh, Detroit Lions. St. Brown. Detroit Lions. Let's talk about Amon Ross St. Brown. Do you? 
You go ahead. All He's right. not even the I'll best start. wide receiver in his family. I'm on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. Always with the Notre Dame bullshit. Can I have another. <laughs> That's a Notre Dame and Green Bay bullshit. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Over the past five weeks, is the third highest graded wide receiver in the NFL behind Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. Ooh. Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. Those are some pretty good wide receivers. They are. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, the first rookie in NFL history with at least eight catches in five straight games. Okay. I'm on Ross St. Brown. That's his name. Don't wear it out. And 15th overall. No matter what he does moving forward, I think it's clear we got a steal. Whether he becomes a superstar, I don't know. But those are impressive numbers. For a rookie that's being thrown to in two of those games by Tim Boyle, TB12. You it's can't say anything. Like, There's yeah. nothing bad you can say about what he's done. In, in a rough season for the Lions, that is a huge bright spot. Plus the offensive line, the fact that Penny Sewell is been one of the top offensive linemen in the league. Yeah. Good building block. Good building blocks. Good future. Yeah, I would I would agree that's a steal because it's one of those third round. Yeah. I also feel like that there's no one else to throw to. So I think that's a little inflated. Uh but if you get a roll, you know, if you get a top three wide receiver out of him and any whether he's an XY or in the slot or X Z or in the slot, sweet. I don't, but you know, yeah, he's caught what eighty balls, ninety balls. He's only averaging nine point eight yards, yeah, per catch. Yep. Now not, a lot of that, not a lot of that is us not throwing the ball down the field, and I respect that too. But it's also run after the catchability. Also, I yeah, hopefully it's a bright spot. What but we've you, seen wide receivers. What we talked about before, Eric. We've seen wide receivers that come on Detroit have a year like this and then take a dump. Yeah, Royals. <laughs> Titus Young. Titus Young had. I'm, well, he did. He had a decent he, year for yeah, rookie. He, didn't he try to kill somebody? Probably. Isn't that why he. Yeah. Is that to, what happened? He tried to take his cleat off think, and stab somebody <laughs> with it. <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's just. I I don't want to be. I'm not trying to get too excited. No. I, and, and Especially I because he's averaging 9.8 yards. Right, okay. If he was right. averaging like 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So, and, and honestly, like, he's probably not our answer as, like, our, a number one outside guy, right? But he could be a oh, slot man for the next 10, that's what, 12 years. I'm just saying, if he can and get then, a top three wide receiver position, yeah. that sweet. Um, what are we doing with DeAndre Swift? I think yesterday, I don't know. Six touches. Uh, he's still coming back. I I I think Campbell wants more of a, I'm a Derrick Henry type. But he is a talent. My you can make it work. That is a, it's a Delvin Cookish. Explosive. Yeah, I think I, give him another yeah, year. But I, th- I, I think he could give him another year in this offense and have him be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be on the field. Yeah, you could play the slot too. Yeah, uh, that's a dude that can catch a bunch of balls. Azakim. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, like not to this level, but the same versatility as like a Le'Veon Bell had when he was in his prime. I, I'm thinking I, I think he, not comparing. I think he has the potential to be more Dalvin Cookish because he's Dalvin Cook's a very good uh edge guy. Yeah, I, but Dalvin Cook will run over some. I, but too. I think Swift has that in him. I just he's just been not on the field. Yeah. 
Christian yeah. McCaffrey syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of disappointments, Michigan plays Michigan State in basketball Thursday. Saturday. Saturday. 2.30 on Fox. Well, Michigan desperately We really haven't been covering a whole lot of college basketball so far on the Rutgers show. First. Yeah. Yeah. But Michigan desperately needs a quad one win. We're, get, we're already getting to the point where – they they didn't have any in their first twelve mode. games and Desperation mode, man. we need to have a really good conference uh, run here in order to yeah you guys are like I was looking at you guys are like something like ninth in the conference and that's not a place you want to be come selection show time well no obviously. but I think we're aren't, aren't we, what are we one and two yeah, yeah like it, yeah. it's very it's super early, early on yeah. like but no I just we need to win like eight in a row and then have a huge showing in the tournament at this point we probably wouldn't have even talked in the about conference it tournament. It wasn't yeah, for this game left. this weekend. So yeah, there's plenty of time to turn it around, but, yeah, but it has not, to start now. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you can't. We can say that, but we can't say that it needs to turn now. It, yeah. Yeah. You're seven and five, like. Right. You have you, five more losses against quality teams. Right. To give, they, and they had the they had the lead in three of their five losses at halftime. Yeah. They. We're only down by two in one of the other games that they lost at halftime. The they've just of, had horrible second half. Their defense implodes, and horrible then clutch they don't defense make any shots. And horrible clutch <laughs> it's just, offense. It's yeah. really been bad. Yep. Yeah. Well, that does it for this week's Talk to the Hand. Talk to the Hand. Talk to my left, because you know it's right this week. Bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> Waving <laughs> at me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Think we're, well, we're gonna we're gonna poetry, poetry it. corner. Yep, I gotta dial it up. You want me to hit the music? You can hit it. Spinebuster Sports presents Poetry Corner with Socks Sanchez. I get up in the evening and I ain't got nothing to say. I come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. Hey there, baby. I could just use a little help. You can't start a fire. Can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. And that was Poetry Corner with Socks Sanchez. Welcome back to the Thieves. That was the boss, Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. He's the boss, Applesauce. Yeah. Corny Cox was in that video if you were born at that time. None of us were. Uh, I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably were. We weren't. What up? What up? Oh, the end of bowl game madness, gentlemen. Oh, um, I forgot all. Yeah, I blacked that out. Are we, are we all upset? Currently, as standings are, it's Burns in the lead with 33 points. Congratulations. Me in second. Okay, with 31, and Sox in third. With 14. 27. <laughs> 27. Everybody's technically still in it because we have a stellar one-point matchup of LSU versus Kansas State in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Kansas State. Kansas State. Yeah, me too. And it's not just for my hate of Bob. I want LSU Brian, then. Brian Kelly. You I'll, want LSU? Yeah. <laughs> no, because the last one, I'm going to make Burns pick first on the 10-pointer. Georgia. You're taking Georgia. Fuck it. What are you taking? Bama. Perfect. I'm also taking Georgia then. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had to write them down. That's right. <laughs> I did think about that too. Brian Kelly still has plenty of time to talk Southern. 
I really, I'm, I'm mad I blew the mayonnaise boy comment on Kirk Herb Street because I really wanted to call Brian Kelly mayonnaise boy. Because mm. he's so bland. Do we get five points for the Oklahoma State game? You guys got two for that. Mm. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys did, you guys got two. Um, <laughs> you guys got two points. I said like, one thing and it's already coming out. What, do you know what our overall records are? Have we kept track of that at all? Uh, I am curious no, on that because I don't know the can, point system, but. I can uh, go back and. Do it. Maybe if you listen to episode sixteen through eighteen. The only the only big difference in because if you took math five math. off all of ours do it. and then math. just add Come on two. hamster. Hamster. Double it. Divide by three. Add twelve. Forty. It'd still be about the same. Spin it. <laughs> spin it three sixty. Yeah. You know you know a lot of shit from a couple of guys that just come in here and Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. What the fuck ever. Next. Especially for a guy that fed you guys cheesecake a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I I feed you my presents. My thick, steamy presents. (laughs) My sweaty presents. I am going to be sick. I wouldn't. All right. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, we got it. We do have a couple questions from Facebook. There was only one. You want to hit our awesome was. music first, though, please? Slap that music on. <laughs> Slap it on. Slap in the bass. So I can be more depressed. Today's questions from Facebook are brought to you by Low Standards and Poor Decision Making. Oh, my rant. Yeah. Oh, wow. We haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> all, all the stuff in my ears is blood. Questions from Facebook. I think this is Burns' second rendition of this. Uh, I'm sure there's some doozies. <laughs> Tony O'Brien did ask, "What's the biggest bush either you have ever seen?" My answer: Sock Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's well played. My favorite, my favorite question came from Brad this week. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we just skipped right over that too. And uh, one musical act. Anytime. I'm not. Sing- I'm single, everybody. <laughs> One musical act. You're the one that sent me a picture of it. When did I ever do that? <laughs> Kyle, guess who my favorite band is? I did that? Yeah. God, I was so much funnier back then. <laughs> when did I ever do that? I don't remember. Are you sure that was me? Yeah. It, it was on a flip phone. It was great. How long ago it was like 2008. Awesome. It was definitely on a flip phone. That's amazing. Uh, but Brad asked... <laughs> <laughs> one... One okay. musical act, any time or place, who are you going to see? And it, it's not, can't be like festivals. So yeah, so no Lollapalooza, no Woodstock. Woodstock, no Monterey. Air Church for you? No. <laughs> well, obviously, I think yeah. we got D- that. Dirk's Bentley. With the, two, with the 25. Florida Georgia Line? No, no, no. The 25. Little Wayne. I saw Little Wayne. I know, and Eminem. I saw him too. Yeah, they were together. No, I saw Eminem and Jay Z together. Oh, that's yeah, right. that's Lil, right. Lil Wayne was with T Pain. You know, <laughs> cool. So who would you want? Who would you want to see? Um, is this dead or alive? Yeah. Okay. Um, Bing Crosby. Only, <laughs> only because I really well, not only because, but I really regret not going to see uh, Tom Petty mm. before he died. Respectful um, so answer, Eddie Burns. I was actually probably at Pine Knob. 
on my birthday that year, and I was like, oh, I'll catch him the next yeah. time. Yeah, get to see him. Yep, that's a good I, one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. It's props. What about you, fish? <laughs> yeah, fish. <laughs> fish. I really fish. Tried. Fish I really with tried. Dave Matthews headlining. I really tried hard. Oh, I tried go. so hard. Yeah, but if we're gonna go Living Dead, I'd probably say the Doors. That's random out of you. I, I do like. love the Doors, bro. But like, if we're going alive, it'd be the Gorge, Dave Matthews Band, in the pit all three nights. No. I was pondering this the whole way here because we're all mu- we're all music all fiends. Fucking day. Uh, one would be the Clash for me. One would be Nirvana for me. I thought about Nirvana. Uh, my third favorite band is brand new. I never have seen them in concert. However, YouTube in excess at Wembley. Mm. You've said mm. we've seen that video fucking. Before. I watched that thing several times. I think that that had been out of like the show. The but, cre- but Tom Petty's great. Yeah, there are a couple other ones that I thought the of. Also. I thought of uh, Zeppelin, the Cranberries Queen. in Ireland, the ones that we've Queen. seen. Queen would have been at Wembley. At Wembley would have been unreal. I've got the live Spice Girls. <laughs> I would have loved to see the Grateful Dead. Honestly, you can still um, see Dead and Company. Yeah, it's not the same. No. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to see like the Beatles when they were still together. John Lennon before he died. Yeah. Um, Zeppelin, obviously. If we're talking bands, I could see now, um, which I guess I've seen two of them that I would want to, uh, the Chili Peppers were, I put on a great awesome. show. Going John, to see only if John Frusciante, awesome. so they put on such a show. good show. Only if John Frusciante is a guitar player for me. Fair enough. Um, he's the good one. Yeah, um, I forgot. I'm what sorry. I was gonna say. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Foo Fighters. No, um, that's it's just on the tip of my song. But oh, the Black Keys. Black Keys. Um, who I've also seen and put on a great show. Muse is a good show. I'm. I would have. Yeah. I'm excited to go. Oh, you know, one of the Arcade Fire and the Flaming Lips put on good shows too. I saw the Flaming Lips. Yeah, they're great. At, uh, Dave Matthews Band Caravan. <laughs> they did Dark so, Side of the Moon. Yeah. Talented guys, those guys are. Uh, but I think for me, that Wembley, uh, that NXS show at Wembley seems like it'll be a fucking great, yeah, good time. Yeah. It just makes you sweat. Yeah. Makes me sweat. All right. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Brad. Thanks, Brad Nasty. Dr. Brad Nasty. We, oh, Craig Lindsley wants to discuss the Notre Dame collapse in the second half. Uh, new head coach. Gundy's been around the block. Lost momentum based on their emotion coming out hot. You know, new transition. Yeah. I think, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Notre Dame's offense looked fun. No, it did. It looked real fun. A lot of breakdowns on Oklahoma State's defense. But, you know, when you apply pressure and they had that little check down the running back, smart. Very smart. Smart read. Smart play call. Uh, But, you know, I think they they were hyped to be going in a different direction now and getting past the whole Brian Kelly thing. And then I think they just lost a little bit of steam. Well, it's like I said to you yesterday, for me, it wasn't like so much the end of the season as it was the beginning of a new era. It it is football. Right. And for it to be like, you know, it was in the Fiesta bowl against a top 10 (gasps) team. I'm, they look better than they have in a lot of their Oh, and eight street streak of bowl games, major bowl games. So yeah. Yeah. Took that one right out from you guys. Mm. Next question. Next, last question. Last question. Yeah, we didn't really have it. Was Steve Misfits won six to five. Oh, go Misfits! Woo! Official. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Yellow button. Oh, I blue button. I know where that one's at now. Yeah. Oh, uh, Steve asks, how much does the SEC bias that ESPN shows hurt other conferences when it comes to recruiting? I don't see it being an ESPN thing because I see it being a Nick Saban being dominant in the Alabama thing more than well, anything. And that's the thing is, like, if this was 20 years ago and ESPN was only showing bias to the SEC, I think it would have a bigger impact than it does now because with how much information is at everyone's hands at any point in time, you can look at video of any team anywhere almost at any well, given ESPN moment. doesn't have a stranglehold on content like – they did before all of the social media before the only sports show on TV was sports center. You know, at that point, if they would have been showing an sec bias, uh, then yeah, it probably makes a difference. But now, you know, kids don't even, they don't watch that shit as much as we used to, you know, they, they get all of their stuff from whatever kind of social media followers they want. And, and, I just don't. I don't know. I don't think it has a huge effect on it. Uh, there's too many different platforms anymore to make it be an ESPN issue. Yeah, I mean, a, a perfect example, right, is uh, the number one recruit in the country just committed to Jackson State for yeah. to play for Deion Sanders, right? Like, yeah, I think it, it, I, 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 it's based on the fact of how much information and he. Well, he's a cornerback that wants to be coached by Deion, isn't it? Uh, is back? Yeah. yeah, I think he's wide out. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's a wide receiver that wants to learn how to play cornerback. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't both. think that's he wants to play both. He wants to play both. <laughs> he is Randy Moss looking a little bit. Get mossed. Right. Get mossed. Get mossed. And that's it for this week's questions from Facebook. And this marathon Stevie Y episode of The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Next week. NFL playoff predictor things. What rhymes with play, play playoffs? We're gonna be doing our uh, show right during the uh, national championship game next week, aren't we? We will. We can have live reactions to a game that we give no shits about. Yeah, yeah game, I don't. I a game that truly don't care. See, that's why they should have been in the semifinal. I'll be ready for my bull madness crown after Bama beats that Georgia ass. Well, that'll be in two weeks, and you know. I just hope I finish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Ha <laughs> Do we want to preview the NCAA National Championship at all? No. No? I don't care. Go, go Bulldogs. Yeah. It'll be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I, I, I To be honest, I don't know that I'll watch a single I mean, we'll probably have it, of it. We'll have it on the studio. But It'll like, be on, yeah. but... I'll see the reflection off the championship. I, and honestly, what's going to happen is I'm going to end up having some sort of bet on somebody, and that's going to be course. what I do to root for the game. But, yeah, next week we'll have NFL playoff preview, end-of-season awards, and recap some of mine and Sox's amazing predictions from the beginning of the year. Yeah, episode two, listen to that shit show. Be Looks awesome. good. Looked good until what, like this week? Uh, yeah, it might. It started unraveling a couple weeks ago, but Sox wasn't willing to let it go until this week. Yeah. I can't remember originally if I picked Philly, though. I don't think I did. I think I picked Washington. No, we picked three out of the. We picked three out of the. The West. The West. Yeah. Green Bay. I think I picked Washington and Dallas. 
I'd have to go. We'd have to go back and check. And I can't uh, Tampa Bay. Speaking yeah. of Washington, do you guys see that railing? That's almost what I want. Th- destroy Jalen. Can Hurts? we? Can, can Snyder go? Yeah, my God! Like, like, how is he still owner of a football team? I'm glad you brought that. That was on my mind, and that's one of those things. that just goes bye bye. <laughs> Their fucking stadium is built of they. The railings were zip tied, right? Together, like, what the fuck? How is this allowed? How is he still right. owner of that? Whole they went through. They went through their their sexual harassment thing, and now and they've got this stadium that is just horrible. And he's been. He's, a, he's been. A, he's in, just a complete no. dickhead chotchball. He's. It, let's throw him in the ring with fucking Urban Meyer <laughs> and Paul Feinbaum. And that's what I wanted to play a game of. <laughs> if the Royal Rumble of, happened with douchebags, <laughs> who would come on top? A game of hire them, fire them, and kill them. Antonio Brown, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Urban Meyer, Brian Kelly. I, um, boy. <laughs> uh, I would hire Antonio Brown. I knew I knew Burns was going to say that. I would fire Brian Kelly. Yeah, I and I would murder Urban Meyer. <laughs> this coming from the guy that used to own an Aaron Hernandez jersey. Oh yeah, well, I did. I did. Boy. That was, you know what? That was poor timing. <laughs> in in <laughs> hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Did you, did you throw it away or donate it? I donated it. Okay, sweet. I so, donated it. So somebody in Kalamazoo. Or somebody <laughs> is wearing an Aaron Hernandez jersey. The the old school red one, though. It was the good no, one. No, I remember. It was the good one. I'm pretty sure I put that order in for yeah, those jerseys. Um, and to be fair, just so that everybody doesn't get the wrong idea here, I, I ordered this before he murdered people, or at least before we knew about it. <laughs> It's true. It is true. I will. No, we hope we hope that you did after. <laughs> like, I, I got my Ray Carruth one after. You should see it. I call it Murderer's Row. I do, in fact, have a Ray Lewis one. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't kill anyone. He just covered it up. OJ. <laughs> oh, that's Was your- found not guilty. <laughs> so... Just, he was just found guilty of being crazy at gloves, bro. With all the NCA stuff he had. Wow. Good work, Andrew. I didn't say anything. Hit it. Hit the blue. That boy. I had my eye on that blue all night. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I that's, that's for my single life. That's, that's, that's for your single life. <laughs> no, we have a segment on the show for your single single life we do talk to the hand oh once again that that's, that's two weeks in a row walked into that one yeah what's your favorite band maybe Bush. we should start doing a weekly tinder swipe segment for you <laughs> <laughs> that's a new podcast <laughs> <laughs> the single life with sock sanchez new podcast on Spinebuster sports <laughs> here i got my nice chardonnay i'm in the bubble bath with my bush Welcome. Joe welcome. knocking at the door. Welcome. Are you hungry? Welcome to, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to After Dark with the San, the Sanchez Meister. The Sanchez. Are you, are you hungry? You want some T-ball? <laughs> yep. Well, I haven't decided if that's what I really want yet. <laughs> he asked me for the first time. I was give me some of that Mount, give me some of that Mountain Dew drink. <laughs> yeah. He, just, uh, I gotta call. <laughs> I can't even do it. Because do it. No, because I don't want to. 
Oh, God. Well, yeah. Like they say, Stevie Y. Wrap your pecker before your decker. Let's start wrapping it up, Kyle. Wrap it up, dude. You guys are the ones that talk All forever. good things come to an end. I want my sexy from the feast. <laughs> Here he quit, didn't you? No. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Bula, <laughs> bula. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for turn. If you turn that last part off, I don't blame you. If you and if you're still going, I love thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. If you're still hanging on, we can adore we, you. Can we track if people actually get to the final second of the episode? <laughs> yeah. Wait, start hearing me. Wrap and pack before a decade. Because this like, is going to be the last time they do it. Yeah. Oh, well. Are we still going? Yeah, we are. Okay. Guys. Like us on Spinebuster Sports on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Spinebuster Sports. Spinebuster Sports. Hit the buttons, you nerdies. <laughs>